0: One of the things I I want you to to think about is like I could have totally spent my year my my life in corporate ca- Canada, never been an entrepreneur and been super happy. Okay, like I didn't need to be an entrepreneur. I, I chose to be an entrepreneur. There was a, this great opportunity that I I saw it, and and again I love it. And I feel so blessed but you know i could have been very very successful sales manager sales director you know vp going up going up the, the ladder of a of a of a of a corporation and for my you know promotional skills my motivational skills my engagement skills those types of things uh, and and i could have created a lot of value in that space welcome Uh, thanks so much for tuning back into the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. We've got a special episode today. Um, we've, we've had the opportunity, um, different university campuses and university groups have been reaching out to us and uh, to try to provide, to provide value for a greater group of people. That's that's one of the things our podcasts are doing. One of the things we we're having events on the Leaders of Tomorrow that we're putting out for free and just trying to, again, make our... You know, create more value and 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 provide more of what we think are really great ideas and get them in, into more and more hands. So so uh, what what we've got here is a you know uh, a presentation that I made to the Startup Laureate group, and so. You know, when I'm talking about people, sometimes I'll be talking about people who I talked about in the introduction, who are fantastic Laurier grads. We've had incredible Laurier grads over the, the past number of decades. We talked about that, of course, to build rapport with the the all the Laurier students who were on the call so that they could, they could feel connected to me and our organization. So you'll understand that I was talking a lot about Laurier that's why. And really what we talked about was number one, the defining decade, how the 20s make all the difference. You know, you, it is just so unbelievably powerful to set up the rest of your life. Okay. And that's why I spend my life working to set up people um, to have a powerful 20s so that they have a powerful life. We we talk about how to create a career plan. Okay. and And think about Industries. Think about growth industries. Think, you know, we spend a lot of time there about things I've learned over the last number of decades, things I've seen, um, you know, and and also based on reading, based on 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 on, on conversations, etc., and um, and on how to set yourself up for a powerful career. Then thoughts on understanding yourself, and then finally thoughts on entrepreneurship. And the one thing that wasn't in the slides that we're gonna put in future presentations like this is the fallacy of the great idea, that the entrepreneur with a great idea. And so one fallacy that we see and one one thing that we'll see is people holding on and not sharing about this great idea. And and as a result, they won't learn and iterate and get it into the marketplace. Because the most important thing is, ideas in my head seem really great until I try to explain them. (laughs) Okay. And then once they, they, they get out of my mouth, well, gee, maybe they need more refinement. And then once we get in the conversation, they even need more refinement. And then even once they get into the marketplace, of course, more and more refinement and iteration. So again, I hope you love this, Uh, you know, this is this is here for you to to help you make better decisions in your future so that you can have the big, crazy um, future that I want for you. We are just in the final strokes of an incredible recruiting season. We are so excited about the season of 2022 and um, so there are very, very limited spots at the Student Works Management Program. So if you know of any young leaders looking for opportunities, please share them with me. See Thompson at studentworks.com. Send them to, you know, our website, studentworks.com. Share our podcasts and uh, any feedback. I would love to hear from you and, uh, um, you know, have an unbelievable day. Um, You know, continue uh, striving and, uh, you know, developing as a leader. Thanks so much.
1: This is our first workshop of the series, and we are honored and so excited to have Chris Thompson, the head coach from the Student Works Management Program. Alongside him is Johnny, a senior business coach, and Kathleen, also a business coach. Chris has spent the last 37 years developing the leaders of tomorrow. The program has developed over 170 operators that have gone on to become millionaires in various fields. The Student Works Management Program is an immersive development opportunity where full-time
0: students learn the practical skills necessary for business leadership and then apply those skills by operating their own service business over
1: the summer break. Today, Chris will be going over the
0: defining decade, creating a career plan, understanding yourself, and thoughts on entrepreneurship.
1: At the end of the session, there will be some time left over to speak with the Student Works team and ask any questions you may have. With that, join me in giving Chris a warm welcome to kick off this workshop series.
0: I'm muted. Fantastic. Well, the the first thing I wanted to start with is I just want to acknowledge everyone. There's all sorts of choices that you could have made, and you chose to, you know, come out and hang out with Startup Laureate. And um, I, first of all, I highly recommend you do this type of thing, okay? Go meet people, go, you know, uh, get off Netflix and and the different types of other choices that we may have and and explore new ideas, explore learning opportunities. And I'm really, really excited about what I've got to present to you. Um, You know, first of all, what I wanted to do was was just share, you know, we've we've had a long-standing and amazing relationship with Laurier. Just to sort of talk about just some of the amazing Laurier students who have gone through our program and have gone on to incredibly successful career. Uh, Chad Grenier uh, was the EVP EVP of of Mosaic, which is one of the largest experiential marketing uh, agencies in the the world. Um, And he's just recently been recruited away for a UK-based company called Wild Things. And uh, Josh Campbell, I'm sure people have heard of Sage That oil company, he basically took, uh, uh, went into partnership with the original founding couple and took that business from just a few million dollars in sales to $250 million in an enormous exit just over three, four, five years. He's now a serial entrepreneur uh, involved in all sorts of different things. Again, another Laurier graduate. Probably our most successful Laurier graduate is a gentleman by the name of Mark Moses. Um, He actually was the first ever uh, student works uh, entrepreneur, you know, operator out of the Waterloo area and Cambridge area. He actually expanded into California uh, for our business. Then he got into um, the mortgage brokerage business, developed a $1.6 billion business, and he is now CEO of of coaching international, it's actually a business that's been been valued at over a half a billion dollars. So uh, so, Mark's a, another Laurier graduate and a huge uh, alumni of ours. Uh, M- Michael Morris is a is is an alumnus. He's has over five hundred million dollars in, in in funds from Scotia McLeod. Uh, Christine Purvis works at with SAP after a really successful, you know, 10 years or so in sales and sales engagement. She's now works directly with the CEO uh, in the office of the CEO, uh, just a recent um, promotion. Barry Dankert is a senior vice president of the Coca-Cola company. So to be a senior vice president of the Coca-Cola company is massive, just massive. And then our Adam Bernard is the CFO of Pusaterius. Pusaterius. So just just a, just a handful. Um, there's there's a lot more of just amazing amazing alumni. But I wanted to start adding value. So what why I wanted to share is just that we're connected. We see the incredible incredible people that that are drawn to Laurier, and we're just really excited to add value tonight and uh, and share what our programs about just a little bit at the end. So, so, I want to talk about four things: the defining decade, creating a career plan, understanding yourself, and thoughts on entrepreneurship. okay? So, the next slide. And the next slide really is it is I, I pulled it off the internet, and I'm just a a big believer of just kind of taking a look at at the types of choices we've made. i, I think I think that's really a great thing to always be looking at. What sort of choices have you made? And one of the things that to this, this says that, hey, you made a great decision to go to Laurier. You know, that still the the value of a, a university education, especially, a you know, Laurier education um, is really, really wonderful. And now one of the things I wanted to talk about these graphs as well. You'll notice that most people or most people's graphs go up over time. Okay. And sort of peak in the mid 50s. Okay and even the one that's that's higher goes up and peaks but um we've done studies of our alumni and 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 um i believe it's within 5 years 60% of our alumni from our program earn over $100,000 so one of the things i always like to coach people on is is you know if you want to be really successful and that's what I'm going to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about how to just be pretty good. Okay. Because by the way, you're all likely to do pretty well be really pretty successful. You made a good choice. You're going to Lori. If you're here tonight, that means you're taking your schooling successfully. Okay. So you live in Canada. You're darn lucky. I know I'm lucky. Okay. Now what we do and what I've done is, is how we coach people to be in the top 1%, top 2%, top 3%. And, and by the way, as well, sometimes people think poorly of the people who are in the top 1%. Well, they work really hard. They deliver amazing value to our communities. Um, again, they're not, they're not cheating. Of course, there's some who do. But what I'm talking about are those people who you're proud of, okay? And so so when we talk about those types of people, I always like to think about, and most people don't know this, but do you know that people who are in the top 1% at 20 or are, are really likely to be in the top 1% at 30 and 40 and 50? Why do I know that? Because I've seen that over the decades that I've participated, you know some of those some of those people that I know that I mentioned to you before, Adam Adam Bernard, you know the CFO of Pusateris, he made over forty thousand dollars in our program, okay, when he was twenty one years of age, okay, and now I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars he's, he's making at Pusateris, but he would be making a whole lot of money, and so so um, and creating an enormous amount of value. One of the things that's unclear for people is just how much business, um, successful business people have success early on. You know, uh, Warren Buffett, the most successful investor in the world, by fifteen or I believe it's sixteen, he had over ten thousand dollars saved from a number of different entrepreneurial activities. Okay, and he's in his nineties, so that would have been in the forties or fifties or something like that. So. Bill Gates was selling software. He's the the CEO founder of Microsoft was selling software in high school. Okay, so there's story after story after story of very successful people getting it done early. Okay, just like hockey players, just like basketball players, you could identify them very young you can do the same thing with business success. So I want, it's not too young to be talking about these things. It's not too young to be preparing for success and thinking, what do I do? What can I do to be successful? Okay. And then the other thing I want to be sharing as well is, is that it's a long road. Okay. It's a long, long road. So Harvey McKay He wrote a book, great book called Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. And and, and although it's not a book I would recommend to go reread or anything like that, but it was a really great book a number of decades ago. And Harvey, very successful business person, he basically said there's three focuses for graduating students that he coaches on. The number one thing he focuses on is patience, because it's just so easy to lose sight of, of how long it takes to build a really successful career. People can be doing lots and lots of really smart things. Well, by the way, this is a smart thing. It's not gonna show up anywhere though, uh, okay? But it's a really smart thing. Go listen, go go participate, go learn more than the average student. How else can I separate myself up, okay? And, and the next thing that he he saw that was really important was patience. And the final thing that he saw and he coached people was, was patience as well. Okay. So I, so I want people to understand that it's a long, long process to, to, to really have success. A lot of people dramatically overestimate what they can create in a year, but then really, really underestimate what they can do in a, de- in a decade. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about next. Okay. My next slide um, is about the defining decade. Okay. So. The defining decade is the decade when you come out of school. That is the defining decade. One of the reasons why our program has been so massively successful, we've created over 170 millionaires. I know there's more. We just haven't been able to track them pre-internet, pre-social media. There's a whole bunch of people have been successful that I'm just not aware of. But one of the reasons is they're learning the skills and they're learning the attributes to be successful, and they create success patterns that just build and build and build. of the most important things you'll ever do are before you're 35. It's just, you know, that's just true. Okay. So you're going to set a a path for your career. You're going to set a path and that, that if you don't do it, well, sorry, I I shouldn't say you are going to set a path. Okay. It will be your defining decade. It may not be the path you want. It may not be the path I'm gonna be recommending. I'm gonna be encouraging that you, you can step towards that. You can have a powerful career, okay? But it will be the defining decade of your life, okay? And so so what, what, what do we do? You know, one of the things you do, again, you chose Laurier. Um, you build a fantastic network. Okay, again, and again, just, uh, you know, authentically, hopefully, hopefully pe- people see, again, I know so many great people from Lori. my sons from Lori. my daughters, boyfriends from Lori. I know all these people. So it's not just something I'm saying, this is true. So you build a fantastic network. Now, one of the things I want you to understand about networking. I remember back, I went to U of T, so so sorry, okay, but I went to U of T, and and, and I heard, I remember, it's not what you know, it's who you know, okay? But that's actually not true. It's who you know that thinks highly of you, okay? So if a whole bunch of people know me to be pretty incompetent, maybe a big drinker, and really not someone they want to work with, well, maybe they want to have fun with me, but they certainly don't want to do business with me. Okay, so it's who you know that thinks highly of you. Okay. And that's not to say don't have fun at Laureate. I want you have fun at Laura. I know it's a great school to have fun at. So, but you know, building your network, um, you know, and it is an important part of it. You know, another really, really important part of it is learning to work hard and separate yourself. Now, the world's competitive, you know. I'm sorry, it just is, okay, and it just there's just better opportunities for people who do better. And by the way, the opportunities, I tell you, I'm very, very successful. And I don't say that, oh, look at me. But I've just i I'm, I've been very, very successful. But you know what it gives me is the opportunity to pay for private school for my kids, go on more holidays, live in a nice house, and go to nice restaurants. Otherwise, I get so much of it sucked up in tax. And by the way, I'm really happy for that deal. I live in Canada. What a blessing. Okay, but um, the real thing it does, it gets you to have a job that you love, gets you because um, when you have a job in the middle, when you have a job that you're not really in control of, when you have a job that you're not really proud of, I think life life would suck a bunch. Okay, you don't want your life to suck a bunch. You you want your life to be you want to want to be proud of the work you do. You, You spend a lot of time at work. And so I, most people don't share this, but I believe there's more competition at the bottom of the economic ladder than at the top. That's not what most people would think. Okay. I believe that, that minimum wage jobs, there's all sorts of them, all sorts of competitors. You know, when you come out of school, lots of competition for those first jobs. But guess what? If you come out of school and you're just on a fast track, you're going to pierce through that competition and be way, way further ahead. Okay, you see from your position and I understand you're thinking, how am I going to get the job I want? What do I want to do? But you know what I see is I see all my entrepreneurial friends. I see my, you know, friend VP of the CIBC and, um, you know, uh, uh, head of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the COO of that. And they'll tell you that the biggest challenge for them is finding fantastic people. OK, so I want you to be thinking correctly, OK, is looking to separate ourselves and getting up where there's less competition. So, um, OK, <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a Laurier story. So um, one of the great things that I have is I, I've got a wonderful house. And so my kids come and visit us on the weekend. And we got a nice pool and 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 there's lots of space. OK, and we, we're looking forward to grandkids in the future where they're going to come up and have fun with us. OK, a number of weekends ago, um, my daughter came up, as I mentioned, her boyfriends from from Laurier and there he he has a, a bunch of Laurier friends. So it was a Laurier household that weekend, which was wonderful, really smart people. And we got to talking about careers, not surprisingly, by the way, almost all of the people there, late 20s, all making 100K and above. OK, so they're doing it. They're making it. They're making it really successfully. Now, Earth my, my, my daughter's boyfriend. And I did tell her, I was going to tell this story, so it's okay. So, um, uh, but, um, Earth basically we we're talking about how he went and looked at jobs. When he, he said, he'd just apply for anything. He just push a button, you know, go apply for a job. And he said, he'd show up at interviews. He had no idea what the, 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 the company is no idea what he could do. No idea what he should do. Just not a clue. Okay. And so, I, I'm, I'm trying to distinguish not doing that. Now, by the way, just, you know, Irf didn't know me then, okay? Earth wouldn't have been doing that had he known me because I would have been coaching. That's not what we want to be doing, okay? What we want to be doing is focusing on selecting an industry. What do you really want to do? You know, what do you really want to do in your life? Like for me, I really love the idea of, I had some powerful teachers in my life, but I went, wow, I don't think I could see myself doing that. I had some incredible coaches. I was an elite swimmer. I, I, you know, that that was interesting. But I was always an entrepreneur. So I looked at this opportunity. I get to teach, I get to coach, and I get to be an entrepreneur. And you discovered that I was very good at this. So I went, wow, what a fantastic opportunity. And, well, I get to make a difference in people's lives. So I chose that. I went after it. I excelled at it. And I've just been doing it ever since. So what a great thing. So I, So I want people to be thinking about again, what do you love to do? What really inspires you? Okay. Cause, cause work that you love doesn't feel like work. Okay. So and as an example tonight, you know, went for a walk with the dogs. I'm spending this evening with, with everybody here. Obviously people can tell, Enjoyed myself having fun, you know? So, so, so that's, that's what your life can be if you set it up that way. So one of the biggest things is selecting an industry. I'll talk more about that, but I wanted to talk about Really choosing a focused recruiting plan, not doing what Earth did. Just push the button, look, you know, look for a job, hope to get a job. You know, just, just hope, just hope, hope someone will like it. My son, and this was without my coaching, but he, he basically was interested in getting into consulting. As everyone knows, consulting is a tough role. He actually worked as a, as an operator with us. So he had a bunch of sales and marketing recruiting experience. He didn't quite have the marks where somebody would go, Okay, he's going to be getting interviewed. You know what he did, though? He went on LinkedIn. He focused on Carpedia, a top performing um, Canadian consulting firm, and he spoke to 18 of 100 of the consultants in the firm. Just connecting with them, connecting with them, connecting with them. You might go, well, how do I know? Well, that year we were nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year by EY. And so was Carpedia. So I met the head of uh, head of uh, Carpedia HR. She was one of the co-founders. And she came up to me and she said, you must be Cole Thompson's dad. And I said, yes. And she told me about this story. He never told me about the story. So, So that's what we want to do. And yes, he got hired. Yes, he did really well. Yes, he excelled and uh, And he's on his way in his career, facing way, way less competition, and he's twenty seven. So one of the things is is many of you, again, I, I, you know may have selected a career. Obviously, there's lots of opportunity to select, hey, pharmacy or law or medicine or different types of careers that that people are pursuing. You know, one of the biggest things I always wanted to highlight is is that we don't need to stay in that career. Okay, if you don't like it, get out of it. And one thing actually, i forgot to bring up in, in my early, earlier slide was, I was I was at a a big event, and the CEO of, of CapReit. Uh, we were chatting. He went to high school where I went, St. Mike's in, uh, in in Toronto. And I remember him saying, "Chris, think of all the people you know who are the most successful people you know." And I said, "Okay, I'm thinking about them." He goes, "I bet." The vast majority of them chose an industry, and they're in that industry still. And I went, you're right. so so it really is important. There's a big, high cost to switching. And on the other hand, if you don't like it, switch. But I wanted to point out as well the impact of drifting. I know John and I were talking about the slides. john John provided a bunch of value. Uh, he um he's been introduced and and he he talked about, you know, when we have successful people who run through our program and then they're not successful later it's this drifting it's not making a powerful choice not going after something not deciding about something and moving powerfully in one direction it's kind of like trying something out jumping on a lily pad eh, what about this jumping someplace else jumping someplace else and not getting the 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 the, the just the fact that When we get out of school, we wanna be serious, we wanna be committed, we wanna be focused, okay? You know, just some other tips about getting out of school is, is I remember my daughter, she came out of school and I remember going, Wow, it's it's a lot of hard work. I can't go. It's like I'm tired. I go, yeah, you're tired. You know, it's like you can't go out as much in the middle of the week. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, be prepared, et cetera. You gotta be prepared to work really, really hard. And and so it's 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 just that preparation so that you can perform at a really, really high level. So one big, big focus I want people to sort of see is the idea of a growth industry. OK, one of the things that I've seen over the years is, is that people have chosen growth industries. Um, you know, Mark Moses, the mortgage industry that he got into was really just starting to really grow at that point. It looked like there were opportunities. And he busted out, created a $1.6 billion firm with his partners. But, um, you know, Zach Lefebvre, actually, his business in electric cars, electric car recharging, Like, who would have thought that electric cars were going to be a big industry five years ago? Most of you would. Wasn't a big guess. I remember him talking to me and I told Zach, I said, Zach, I expect that you're going to be one of the most successful people in Canada in the electric car industry and the charging space because you're going for it early. And who else is doing this? It's like uh, growth industries, by the way, as well, tend to be filled with young people. There's no... Old people jumping to a growth industry, typically, of course, they can at times, but a lot of times it's the young people who jump into them, you know, the weed industry. And and well, this would be an example. I actually had a friend who who was in the computer industry and and his business, he he exited his business and then he saw the huge cannabis industry, saw that it was going to go and become legalized. He saw that there was going to be an opportunity and he started working in it. And just recently, making huge, huge strides. Um, he's got a couple stores and doing really, really well. So, So it's like persistence, commitment, focus, and seeing it. And then one thing that we've seen just time and time again is just the enormous number of successful people in the tech industry. You know that that technology and technology is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow i think we can all see that this is not something that's just going. to oh well all of a sudden tech's not going to become important so so there's just a lot of a, a lot of really opportun- great opportunity so so you know if you're if, if, if there's a business that's just kind of flat 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 well that's going to be harder than in a business that's just going up like a hockey stick okay so 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 just just thinking about that when we're thinking about industries Thinking about a growth industry that may make more sense. You know, one of the other things that that we want to highlight is: look, the smartest people tend to go into finance, accounting, law, medicine, consulting. Okay, that's just true. Okay, um, and so the contracting industry is massive. It's incredibly successful, and you just don't have as many successful people in it you just don't okay and so you know one of the things that a lot of times people are not interested in it is because they kind of lose out in the looking good I don't get to be working for a big brand I don't get to, I don't get to be looking you know I'm, I'm a doctor I'm a lawyer I'm, I'm an accountant I'm a consultant you know I don't get that rap but in fact you could be making way more. You could be providing way more value, having way more freedom. Really, again, employing people. I'm one of my good friends, and I won't speak to who because I haven't asked for for it. But you know, he works for a Fortune 100 business, and and he works in the contracting industry. And he was sharing. He says, like, there's just no doubt I'm better than a bunch of the people <laughs> um, that I that I work with. That I that that, that and and they're just doing so many times making so much more than i am you know have so much more freedom etc so so it's it's just kind of thinking about looking at life differently like the contracting industry is 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 booming and and there's just so few people going into it there's so more so many more people wanting to work on computers and and if there's any any interest at all it's something that is really pretty powerful like just as an example we had you know, 10 rookie operators, just rookie operators, they'd never been in the business before. They all did over $200,000 worth of business. Like shake your head, you know, you just go, you know, you know, uh, working full time in school, you know, four month summer. So it just shows the opportunity there. So one of the big things that I, I'm going to continue to try to get you to, to understand is just understand your why, understand what interests you. And, and again, how do we do that? you know, just looking at what you enjoy doing. Of course, a lot of you might say, oh, I love sports, or I love music, or it's really tough to get paid in sports and music, just because there's so many people who love it. And there's, there's, there's just so few, few people get paid in. So it's important to understand what's a passion. And then what's something that I actually can create value with. And, And one big, big thing is, is just you know who are you doing this for? You've got to be doing it for yourself. You've got to be really being willing to to sort of gotta make the call for me, not for Mom, not for Dad, not for your peer group. You know what do you want? Okay? I think that's really, really important, or there's likely, again, a lot of long term pain. okay. so so just just out of interest, you know, fill in the chat or maybe hands up. you know who'd like to be in the in the in the, in the sales industry? Who'd like to be in the sales industry? So, Who'd like to be in the sales industry? So it looks like uh, two now three four. So um, you might think differently after I talk. So um, so who who are the best salespeople that you know? Like maybe maybe people come come or put it in the chat. You know who are the best people? Who are the best salespeople that you know? Because most people, when they think about that question, they think about all well, the car salesmen. The insurance salesman or salesperson, or I'm not sure why you're supposed to say that. So, so, you know, uh, you know, people who are in in B what's called B2C, business co- consumer salesman. Okay. And so, but that's not what I want you thinking. Someone put in here, Dale Carnegie, someone put in here, um, Steve Jobs. So, you know, what I want people thinking is is the president of the company, you know, Barack Obama. Um, you know, uh yeah, thanks, Hassan. Um, you know, and uh Hassan Hassan worked with us, so is is a, is a top operator with us. So, you know, Oprah Winfrey, you know, super, super influential people. Okay, that's what I want you thinking about the sales industry. One of the really fascinating things, I learned this from Eric Jansen, who's an Ivy prof, and he was on my he was on my Podcast. If you like what I have to say and you like you like to learn more and you like to hear about amazing entrepreneurs or amazingly successful business people, you can listen to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. But Eric Jansen was on in September with me, and he teaches one of the few sales programs in Canada. He says there's only three percent of the sales curriculum in Canada is 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 sales. You know, so so the whole curriculum three percent in sales. But 50% of people end up doing sales, okay? And you might go, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to sell cars, right? And, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with selling cars, but but you know, that good chance that's true. But there's all sorts of different non-sales roles that you think about, okay? So um, some of you may be thinking, I want to be an accountant, okay? I want to do business and then go into law. I want to go into consulting like your son. Well, great. Guess what? You know what? All those careers have have in is that they, all those jobs are. Once you get senior enough, the role is you have to sell your own business. You have to what they call eat what you kill. So all of those roles are that. And then if you look at what's what's a manager's role? Well, a manager's role is not to hold people accountable and manage them. It's to enroll them. It's to engage them. It's to incite them into the vision of the company. It's what's, what's happening forward. What, what, where are we growing? What are our opportunities? That's what, a, that's what a, a great director does. That's what a great VP does. That's what a great president does. Okay. So I want, want you to think about the sales industry. And so the other thing I wanted people to understand is in the sales industry, what's great is I get started and I get a quota. I get, this is what I'm going to go sell. And I get to do well. I get to be identified. So many roles you start off in a business. No one knows Avery if you've done well. And Nagella, no one knows if you're doing well. But in a sales role, they do. Here's what it is. And then you get commissions, you get, you know, per, you know, perhaps stock in the company, you get you get top performer trips. So, so, and then you get to move up and you get to maybe be a manager. You get to maybe move into marketing or or sales training or or training or different or, or again director roles, VP roles. You'll see a lot of salespeople who move up the chain because of 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 their effective sales sales uh, sales skills. Okay, so sales sales industry highly recommend that as, as a focus for people who want to again have very very successful careers. There's so many paths from it. Okay, also entrepreneurial paths. If you want to be an entrepreneur. You better learn how to sell, right? For sure, you want to learn how to sell. Not saying that that's your core skill or your core capability or whatever. Bill Gates' core capability is not sales. Okay, it's for sure coding and understanding technology, and as a strategist, and he's pretty compelling. Compelling, isn't he? You know, I'm, I'm sure people have heard him, right? You know, um, and 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 I, I think he's very, very influential. So, so do I want to start do a start um, do a startup? Or just like a solid long standing organization. So the advantage of a long standing organization like you know we talk about EY or KPMG or Salesforce or you know name the big company like there's something to there's a real advantage all of a sudden I, I start there and I've got that brand on my resume for a long period of time. And that's that's great. A lot of times they'll have better training programs, okay? But one thing that'll be tough in an organization like that, it's tougher to move up there's a lot more people, a lot more smart, really uh, people. Okay, so it's 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 a lot more challenging in that regard. So so a startup. Well, you know, one of the big things I'd say about a startup is make sure we're choosing the right startup. Make sure that this is something that is is really likely to get some legs, likely to be successful. Okay, because that's obviously a big part of it. Is if you were early on in Facebook, well, I guess that's probably not a good good company to talk about right now. But if you were early on in in Google you're you're a multimillionaire you know just just you made that choice i know um uh, w- one of my old partners in this business both as kids one one was at one was at uber and one was at oh gosh another just recent startup i can't remember its name so so there's no question you you choose the right one it's really powerful but just to share i know i know this one of one of our former operators um stephanie kwadja Her father was saying, no, you should go to a big company. That's what you should do. And she chose to go to a startup. Um, And and, and the cool thing is, is that that startup was actually kind of a tech startup and, you know, uh, marketing. And they really had weak sales skills. But because she had strong sales skills, she literally within six months had a promotion, a $10,000 range, and now is head of their direct and, and director of sales. And she's 24. So it's like, how did that happen? But because it's a startup, because they really don't know what they're doing, so so we're providing a lot of a lot of a lot of coaching for 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 Steph. She's she's been she's been um, she's been uh, you know uh, amazing and really really making amazing progress. So, yeah, one thing I really want want you to focus on is, is looking for really strong mentorship and training organizations. If I'm getting recruited, I want to know who I'm working with. Now, now again, obviously you can only ask the question. Maybe it's not clear or whatever, but but that's something you really want to work with, someone you respect. Really wanna work with someone who you who who there's who there's an affinity for, uh someone you trust. And I know that may be hard to 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 really you know, determine in a half hour meeting or something, but, but that's something that, but, but a lot of times as well, our gut feeling really is pretty powerful with these types of things. So, so just, you know, that would be something I would be weighing as well, you know, having somebody and, and also as well, when you find a really great mentor, really, really important to really hold on to them if you can like you know i'd spend longer time with them if i'm not being paid as much but i'm really being well developed really jump onto that boat because there you're not going to find a whole lot of them okay that's something that i hear consistently and unfortunately but 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 something that's uh that's true so one thing to do and i and i can tell i guess we started a little bit later um i lost some of my time so one thing we can do is really focus on building a great linkedin profile okay so so you know just employers are going to look there future customers are going to look there so really try to talk about your progress and your ventures you know don't just use instagram as something use linkedin okay that's something that we're 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 really focusing for our our team members long term so that they're they're building a pathway of the things they're doing one of the other things is all ideas are recycled you know, it's OK. Like, I don't know what ideas I'm talking about that are new, but likely none. And that's OK. I'm sharing. Here's here's my experience. These are the things I've seen. OK. And like Kathleen say, says, it builds your personal brand. So thinking about building your brand is really, really helpful. So um, understanding yourself. The next slide is is one of the things that I'm going to recommend is is first of all, really taking on and understanding the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. We want to have a growth mindset. You don't know it all. It's not about knowing it all. It's actually just about finding the right answer. Really trying to find yourself in, and you know, if you're one of those people who often finds yourself in contests of being right you know, try to maybe be grow some awareness of that, and really know. Well, I really want to get the right answer. That might be a really way, way, way more uh, powerful way of looking at things. And and one great course that I've recommended over two hundred and fifty people is a course called Landmark Education. But I really believe the you know one of the things in school, okay, and I guess. Uh, What you'd see if you saw my office is you see all sorts of books, read all sorts of business books, leadership books, spent a lot of time. And that's that's informational learning. That's really great. But what's really even better, I think, is transformational learning, looking at ourselves, you know, how what 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 are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, you know, what do we need to figure out? Okay, and there's some amazing courses for that. So one thing that we're going to do, I know Johnny, uh, 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 John, I think it's at the end. Maybe you could come on and un- unmute yourself. I think what you're going to do is you're going to share um, a predictive index. One of the things that I really want everyone to do is, is we've spent $15,000 on predictive index, and it gives me unlimited you. Um, number of, 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 of profiles I can hand out. So for everyone here, and if for people who couldn't make it and would like it, you know, please share it with them. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll, John's gonna set up a landing page so everyone can go there and they can get an idea of who they are. And really it's who they are in terms of dominance. Am I more independent or more collaborative? In terms of extroversion, am I more sociable or reserved? patience steady versus striving and driving and then formality precise or flexible okay and then objectivity object objective or, or subjective and and so what we're going to do is we're going to have you go there do a profile and this is going to help you understand yourself you're going to get like a four-page document um i see a lot of times people on the internet selling this type of of, of this type of profile for fifty dollars so you've got yourself fifty dollars worth of value okay for showing up today so one thing is 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 entrepreneurship right for you okay so so first of all i don't think that's a yes no answer Okay, I know startup Laurie obviously is talking about. Hey, I want I want to run a business. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why you might be involved in this organization. But one of the things I I want you to to think about is like I could have totally spent my year my my life in corporate ca- Canada, never been an entrepreneur, and been super happy. Okay. Like I didn't need to be an entrepreneur. I I chose to be an entrepreneur. There was this great opportunity that I, I saw it. And and again, I love it. I feel so blessed, but you know, I could have been very, very successful sales manager, sales director, you know, VP going up, going up the, the ladder of a, of a, of a, of a corporation. And for my, you know, promotional skills, my motivational skills, my engagement skills, those types of things. Uh, and and I could have created a lot of value in that space. and And by the way, I want everyone to link value is 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 profit. Creating value is money. okay? The only reason people make money, again, largely, of course, there's always you know scams and cheaters and things like that. But over the long haul is someone creates a lot of value and money's returned okay there's a circle so so i want people thinking that way okay and so you know one of the things about entrepreneurship is you know when 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 somebody joins a company like it's like wow i could go do that i can join like just to share a company a story steve frock one of our very successful you know former top operators he basically got into sales careers and just was successful at this company and then this company and then finally he's been in fintech as fintech got developed and i think it's his third fintech company he's now you know, senior VP of a, you know, crushing organization. And basically he just jumps and he says, you know, Chris, get to spend my weekends with the kids coaching hockey. There's no risk at all. I just, I just, you know, make good money. I, I think about being an entrepreneur seems like a big risk. You know, my wife and I think, eh, why bother? Okay. Like that's what he, that's what he thinks because there's a real high risk to entrepreneurial ventures. Um, I've, I've started a bunch and a bunch haven't worked. I'm pretty smart, work really, really hard. And, and it's 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 not a for sure, even with really, really smart, successful people. So, one thing, as well as I always like to share, is some people are entrepreneurs because it literally chooses them. They're they're just unworkable, unmanageable with other people. They gotta to, got to become the entrepreneurs. But if that's not the case, then it's really kind of what works for you. And and really thinking about entrepreneurship. I can be really creating value in a business. And by the way, most people who work in companies don't think about how do they create value. Think about how am I getting paid? Who's paying me? Oh, I'm working too hard, so I don't want to work. You know, uh, John Cameron, just to shout out John. John created entire um, success systems in our business before there was a payment uh, plan for him, okay? But he was... Creating things that he thought would work. He was thinking like an owner. And then he he created value. And then, of course, because we're smart, <laughs> we created a call plan for him so that he could be highly rewarded for that value that's that, that's being created. And it's really important to be thinking like most owners are going to think, oh, this person's creating value. Let's let's reward them. And guess what? If you don't, the worst case is you learn how to create create value in the economy and you can go jump and do something else. So one of the other things is it's really important to think about becoming an entrepreneur earlier in your career. Very few people become entrepreneurs later in your career. It's really tough to think start later, mortgage payments, car payments, kids, relationships, big salary. It's really tough. So so if 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 people are thinking that entrepreneurship's more, really important for them, it's 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 play play early. Um, you know Peter Peter ben Devis, he he did our program he he, he went to Waterloo right across the across the street from you guys and and he basically leveraged everything he had borrowed all the money he could took all the money out of the bank to take over the large East Side Barrios in Waterloo so he ran that and uh, he's had that for about ten years so so he obviously had a tough couple of years but previously has just done remarkably well and he just said hey I I just knew if it went badly. Well, I'd have lots of time to recover, you know, and be fine, you know. And again, I'm just living like a student, anyhow. And now he's not living like a student. I know he's going to build a multi-million-dollar home up in up in our area, up in the uh, the Collingwood area soon. So, what do we do? We are the Student Works Management Program, and what we do is we teach university students how to get on the fast track to success. How do I separate myself out from other people? So, if this that is something that Sounds like you might be interested in, we can flip to the next slide. And these are the big things that we offer is, number one, an incredible network of really, really incredible people who are like-minded and looking to do the same thing. We see over and over again, you know, operators ending up in people's, you know, wedding parties, lifelong friends, business partners, you know, consistently again and again. And, um, you know, some uh, uh, great learning and experience. You know, I'm, I'm just a big believer that, again, business school is fantastic. And how do I learn business? I learn business the same way I learn soccer. Get on the field, kick the ball, pass the ball. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's actual experiential based. So this is based, you know, focus on mindset, on skill development, on experiential learning. And then finally, there's a, a fantastic opportunity for earning in our in our business. So one of the things I want to do was leave some time for questions and And, um, so John, I wanted, uh, and then also maybe we could put Kathleen up. If anyone's interested in learning more about it, Kathleen Fitzpatrick made our top performer trip the last three years in a row, um, did ninety thousand, I think one hundred and fifty thousand this last year, again, while in full-time school, did over 250000 dollars for the business. So, so just a remarkable entrepreneur. She's now a business coach with the program, and she'd love to sort of walk you through. again, if you're interested. And then one other piece before I go to questions is, and John, maybe you can send the link, is we are having an event called the Leaders of Tomorrow Summit on LinkedIn. And we've been able to recruit Nick Eaves, who is the chief operating, chief venues officer of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. So in the C-suite of MLSE, he's going to be speaking, as well as Christy Harold, who is one of Canada's most successful women entrepreneurs so i wanted to just offer that up it's it's 13 13 days from now uh, so so tuesday night 2 weeks from now um and uh, it's from 7 to 8:30 so i just wanted to share again free come learn come coming coming here from two amazing people so any
1: questions so um, so for me right now like as a first year so i've got a, a idea for a startup right so would you say that As far as like, you know, balancing like school and everything goes, do you think it's apt that like I get started right away or do you think it's okay if I take some time to get used to like how school is going and everything? And then taking that first step forward when I'm actually like a ready and able to do it?
0: Yeah, one of the one of the the, the best things to thinking about startups is Is kind of looking at them like side hustles, looking at them like like I'm, I'm, I'm looking to make progress on them, looking to push them along. One of the things about startups, though, I think a lot of times people will have is is they'll sort of think that I don't want to share the idea with anyone because someone will steal the idea. And, And of course, that's completely possible and really, really highly unlikely. OK, I guess we mentioned Facebook e- earlier and it looked like, you know, uh, Zuckerberg might, might have stolen the idea from two other guys. Uh, if you if you watch the movie. But most people, it, ideas sound really great in your head. And until you actually start working on them and getting other people involved, then it's like, wow, the, the, you know, I'm really feeling what it's like on the road. You know, uh, the other thing as well. So um, just in terms of what we do, one of the things is. Do you really have the sales skills? Do you really have the marketing skills? Do you really know how to recruit? Do you really know how to how to how to lead people? So, so there's great ideas. And then there's how do I actually run a business? So that's kind of what we do, you know, but but that that's kind of how I'd look at it is, is you know, putting um is is yes, you want to develop some success. And 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 there's not a lot to say. Hey, well, um, I, I, there's another thing as well that I really believe is is try, t- 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 test yourself because you by putting more things on your plate, guess what, your plate grows. You actually accomplish more. Okay, you know, by by shrinking. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. I should do less things in my first year. I kind of don't think so. I think, you know, expand yourself, take things more. Now, check in. How am I doing? Am I getting good marks? I'm achieving. Am I I staying up to date? But that's how I would look at it so
1: Thank you. My pleasure. And Matt. Hi, Chris. I had a two-parter question. Um, so with a current uh, idea that I've been sort of uh, tossing around since the beginning of January, uh, one issue that I've found, especially moving out of the idea stage, um, first off is finding people to start with. Uh, and so the uh, the idea specifically works in the fintech and AI industry. And being a first year BBA student uh, who just graduated high school, I have no experience or expertise in either of those fields. Um, what would be your advice to going and trying to find people that work in those spaces to bring on and the second part of the question is how do you suggest i present myself and provide value to people who are first off older and more experienced in the fields where i'm sort of going to them uh needing work done with them and looking to uh start the company with them where i am lacking um in any sort of experience that is valuable to them how can i provide value to them when trying to approach them
0: well one of the things um there there may be value that you can create Matt. so so one of the things is is so you you've got an idea in a space and you're looking at one of the big things is is is, is and this is one one bit i want to leave everyone with is is life bends to action so what actions are we going to take we can sit in our dorm rooms and think about ideas or we can actually take actions so matt one of the actions i would look at is who can I talk about? Who can I talk to? Who can I network to? You know, who on this call knows some people who know things about fintech and AI that Matt could talk to, right? Like, you know, we can reach out to Matt and tell him, and then let's connect with people. So, first of all, we got to get into action. Who are the people that we could possibly talk to? You'd be surprised at, at, at how... Many people are open to having conversations. Again, let's, you know, in this weird world, let's have a Zoom, but but um, let's go have a coffee. Let's talk let's talk about things. And then and then one of the most important things about networking, Matt, is when you're going into any type of networking experience, you're going in the experiences, what value can I provide? What can I what can I offer someone? OK, and so that when if you're going in there, of course, of course, there are things that you know that you're, you're setting up this meeting, you know, that they they good chance can provide things for you. They have knowledge or whatever, but you're looking to provide value for them. What could you do? What 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 things could you do? Um, and so so there's there's just story after story of young people, you know, just starting to do things. How can I provide value? What can I do to to get started? That that would be my thinking. Great. Thank you, Chris. You're very welcome. Yes, Avery.
1: Hi, Chris. Thank you for the great presentation. I feel super inspired. What has been the most challenging part of your career personally, Um, like maybe getting student works up and running? Um, What were some of the challenges and how did you kind of overcome those challenges?
0: Yeah, great, great question. Uh, there's so many. Um, so, 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 to, so to just for some back background, I didn't start my business. I was the 10th owner operator in this business. I met the founder of this business running an orientation. So I've always been good at running parties. Okay. And so I met, I met him. We became friends. I joined the organization. I excelled. I, I, I became a partner in 1989. I bought the company in 1993. So there are two focuses I'd have to, 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 to that question. One of them is learning the things that I needed to do to grow myself. Okay. So one of the things I needed to do, and by the way, it's still a weakness because once you have a weakness and it's a core weakness, it'll always be a weakness. Okay. It always is a weakness. So one of my weaknesses, and by the way, every weakness, the other side is a strength. Okay. So one of my powerful strengths is I relate really well to people. Okay. I really like people. I really, I really want to engage with people. Well, guess what? That's a weakness in business because people can see that they can manipulate you. They can take advantage of you. So I had staff taking advantage of me. I had had clients taking advantage of me. So so one of the things I'd like to share about, again, you know, setbacks or whatever are problems and around my personal stuff that showed up that, that, that I, I got, uh, you know, and in, in that over time, I just developed myself to do better and better and better around, uh, around, you know, needing to be liked. So one of the twists I have, by the way, Avery is if someone needs to be coached, you know, one of the things that you might want to be thinking about is, oh, I really want them to like me. But my coaching is always now I need, I want to be likable, but for the right reason. So I'm going to tell them the real hard facts that they need to hear so that they down the road will think back, wow, Chris was really fantastic and really told me what I needed to hear. So so that sort of turns it. So that I'm really firm, you know, and, and can really be powerful in conversations where I couldn't be at your age. You know, again, that was my thing. Everybody has different things. One other thing I'd like to share and it's it's kind of like entrepreneurship can really take people's egos. Okay. It's like, it's pretty exciting. Wow. I get to do this and then I get to be important. and Wow. People will look up to me. So I got sucked up by that. Um, we started a business, and we we bumped into the opportunity of becoming Home Depot's partner for painting. So we, within a period of time, basically were going at like just incredible rates. We basically were the 12th fastest growing company in Canada over five years. We grew from 300000 to $26 million. And um that sounds great, and it was great. what we executed to do it, but it was way off course. It was way off course. What I'm really about is student leadership. And but what I got caught up in was ego, and wow, that would be fantastic. I could, you know, I'd be a you know this or that or this to other people. We went out and raised a million dollars and and frankly, it all came tumbling down. So now, now again, everything that you do, you, if if you're thinking about it right becomes a lesson, okay. So there's no such thing as failure unless you stop, okay. And I've had lots of opportunities to stop, but I've chosen not to. And I I, I suggest the same thing. So you just so so that became fantastic lesson. That became a lesson to say, hey, I'm just going to totally focus on this the rest of my career, not doing anything else. We're going to get really really laser focused. And we've had and since that time, like our business has grown five times. Okay. So, so, you know, what a, what a fantastic lesson, uh, is, is, is what I, is how I'd look at those setbacks. Jacob.
1: Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you for, uh, for your presentation. I've, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, if
0: there's one final piece of advice you'd like to leave all our startup members, um, you know, cutting forward in their university careers and future careers, uh, what would that be? Mm. Great question. Great question. Yeah. So I've got, I've got one final piece of advice and it's, it's what I live by. Um, So if there's one thing I think is more important than anything else, it's willingness. Okay. So most people get told by their coaches, by their mentors, by their parents, by whoever they look up to, you want to be successful, Jacob, do this. What do most people do? Less. That's what they try to do. They try to do less. There's a term for it. It's called half-assing it. Okay, I want to do less. I want to get away with it. Well, what I'm telling you is not play that game. What I'm telling you is is life's about the willing. Life's about let's go crush it. Life's about when I'm going to go do a program. I'm going to sign up for it all the time. I'm going to I'm going to sign up for it and I'm going to do all the reading. I'm going I'm going to go to class. I'm I'm there. All every class, and I'm doing the reading, and I'm prepared, and I'm I'm taking everything I can. When I'm when I'm looking for that role, I'm gonna do everything I can. As I was mentioning about my son, hey, go talk to everything I I possibly could to to go get that job. When I'm there, I'm gonna go full out. OK, and so so to me, uh, you know, hey, I, I, I want to learn more. There's so much free stuff now. It's just, you know, podcasts and all sorts of amazing people who are available. I'm just, um, you know, I, I'm uh, one of the other things is maybe maybe sometimes I get stuck. Well, by the way, I get stuck. I got all sorts of people who, who help unstuck me. So uh, maybe I, I need to set up accountability buddies with me. So I've got somebody who, who can who can work with me on a weekly basis. I'm working with them. So I'm like, when I really think about success in life, it's finding people who are willing, being willing, and then just go out and just, you know, crush your life. You know, eventually, Jacob, they're just going to throw dirt on your face. They're going to throw dirt on my face. That's just what it is. Um, And so just, hey, we might as well just do the best we can. (laughs) Awesome. I really appreciate that response. Okay, you're welcome.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Chris.
0: Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. So thanks so much.